Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So I wanted to talk to you today about self. Self is a word that can come in front of many words. We have self-love, self-reliant, self-sufficient. There are so many words that self comes in front of, self-esteem. It can go on and on. And then when I was thinking about that word, self, what I really thought of was, what does that mean? Who are you really? And when I thought about that, I wondered how many people could even really answer that question. One of the things that I'm going to do with my students on the first week of school, I always do like get to know you activities because I truly believe in building relationships with them. And I want to know who they think they are, you know, in their opinion, who are they? And it's always interesting when you ask students to do that because you will get answers that are so diverse. You get things from students who will write very succinctly about themselves and not not brag on themselves too much, if that, you know what I mean? They'll just say, well, I'm capable, I'm smart, you know, but they don't really go too much farther into that. They don't get very creative. And then you get the students who are very creative and they will put adjectives down that are so, it's like amazing that they thought of them. And I think that's the difference between knowing who you truly are and not knowing who you truly are. And if you ever really want to know if you know yourself, then I would challenge you to sit down and try writing a profile for one of those dating websites. Because that, my friend, is where you will truly see how do you make yourself sound interesting and appealing and talk about what you're really into and you have like, I don't know, 500 words? I don't even know that you have that many words, but so you're sitting there trying to really capture the essence of who you are. And I remember the first time I had to do that, sitting down, I was like, I don't know what to say about myself. And in fact, my teenage daughter was the one who's like, oh, here, mom, you know, this is what you have to write. And, you know, she wrote the stereotypical, I guess, dating profile. But the thing is, you're trying to attract the right person, not just a person. So to me, it's like you really need to capture what it is that you're looking for in other people. Like, what do you want someone else to notice about you that's going to attract the right kind of person? So to sit down and write that was so difficult for me it was super challenging because it's like well what do you do in your free time and I wanted to answer like what free time like I don't even have any free time I don't know what you're talking about but it's that age-old question you know if you could be doing anything in the world that you want to do and money is no object where would you be and what would you be doing that kind of question And to me, that's easy to answer, right? I want to travel. 
I want to travel, I want to visit places that are tropical, that have beaches or have interesting landscape, like I just want to travel. I want to learn new languages and I want to be able to use those languages. That's what I would want to do. But what does that really say about you as a person? And to me, that was a hard thing to answer is like, what, what, what do I believe in? What do I feel about different, you know, different topics? I don't know. And when I was trying to sit down and write my intentions out for the very first time, that was really difficult for me, was like, well, what do I want for the future? Well, if I could have anything, what would I want, you know? And that was difficult. It was like, I don't know how to answer this. So I know that there are probably a lot of you that if you were to sit down, if somebody said, who are you really? Who are you? What are your interests? What do you like to do? What are your worries? What are your concerns? Most people would have trouble sitting down and trying to write that out. Or just putting it into words. You know what I mean? Just putting it into words. And I think that's the thing. And I think before I even went through this whole spiritual awakening a year ago, I didn't really know who I was too much. You know? If that makes any sense. I mean, I knew I was a German teacher. I knew I was a single mom. But that was, those were like my two main labels. Like, this is what I am. Which is kind of sad because I was really a whole lot more than that. But I had just become accustomed to this life of, okay, I go to work. I come home. I take care of the kids. I get them to a sports activity. And I might go out with my family or might go out with some friends for drinks here and there. But that didn't really tell me who I was. In fact, I think for a long time, I lost who I was. And I don't know if that makes sense to you or if there's anyone out there who's experiencing the same thing. But I think that a lot of people, especially when we become parents, moms and dads, it's like, who are we? That just seems to take over our lives. And it's like we lose ourselves. Like, what did I do before I had kids? Like, what did I do with my free time? Because I had a whole lot more of it. And I'm sitting there trying to think back, like, what did I do in my free time before I had kids? You know, I used to read. I read a lot of books. And I don't do that very much anymore. And that was one thing that I used to like to do to even just sit outside when it was a nice day and just read a book. And I haven't done that in a while. It's easy when life gets busy to lose sight of who we are. Really easy to lose sight of that. I was just talking to a friend about how I've, since this trip, gotten out of the habit of meditating the way that I used to. Because this trip, for me, sort of took over everything for a while. It was so stressful to plan. And then busy when we were on it. And then when we got back, I was so exhausted that I just was kind of trying to get back into the swing of things. It it really took a lot out of me, which I was kind of surprised. 
I didn't think it was going to affect me as much as it did, at least not in the early planning stages. You know, I was like, oh, this will be fun and my whole family's going, that'll make it easier. And it really didn't make it easier because I was worried too that they were having a good time and that everyone else was having a good time and that everyone was safe. And it just takes on some extra components there. So coming home and just de-stressing It's like taken me a while and normally my sleep patterns go back to normal a week after I get back and they still really aren't back to normal. So I'm dealing with that too and like just different things have happened. So it's, it's not the jet lag necessarily, but it's just taken a while to get back to myself and to who I am and this is what I do. But how many of you go through your life and that's how you feel like you get into these slumps you know what I mean like something happens and life gets so busy and you're barely it feels like you're barely staying above water it's like you're trying to tread water is what it feels like because everything just seems so difficult and it's because we're really trying to resist what we know we should be doing We're just floating along here in this life, trying to keep our heads above water, and it feels like, all right, this is how I felt, and I don't know if any of you feel this way, but like a year ago, I felt like there has to be more than this. There has to be more than this. This can't be what life's all about, just struggling every day, day in and day out, trying to stay afloat and feeling like you're never getting ahead. And that's what it felt like for me for a long time. For a long time, I felt that way. But I didn't know who I was. I really didn't. I didn't even have a good idea of who I was. And this whole spiritual awakening thing has been amazing because it's really, really taught me to look deep within myself, not just surface level stuff, Anybody can do that. But it's doing the deep diving work and saying, you know, who am I? And what do I stand for? And what is my purpose? That was my biggest thing. It's like, what's my purpose? Because I really don't feel like I'm living up to it. And I wasn't. And it's amazing to me to realize how much different my life is now than it was back then, just even a year, year and a half, looking at it from that angle and seeing how different things were for me. I was in a job that I kept going to and I liked my job, but I just had this gnawing feeling of like, this isn't where you're supposed to be. And the whole driving an hour each way, it was like, oh, this is really getting old. And feeling like I was missing out on a lot of what was happening in my kids' lives because I just was not there. Because I had to leave before they got up for school. And when I got home, they were different. Like, Allie had practices and Christopher would go to work. And it was like, okay, I don't don't even really see them. And this whole changing where I worked and changing what I did was a big part of the waking myself up, you know? 
of this is not what life is. There is more to life than this. You know, my kids deserve to have somebody who was happy at home. And for a while, they didn't. You know, they had someone who was constantly stressed out and overburdened. And now it's like, I'm finally finding this balance between my business and school and them. Because for a while, they really felt like they were on the back burner. And I never meant to make them feel that way. But this was the whole process of who am I? You know, who am I? Because everything in my whole life was always off balance. When the kids were little, it was like they came first. I was always putting my time taking them to where they needed to be. And that was more like more of what I spent my time doing, so I neglected myself. And then it was like job and then kids and then myself. And it's learning how to strike a healthy balance and to feel like you're being fulfilled by whatever you do, whether it's your kids or your job or what you do in your free time. It's like you have to feel like everything is feeding your soul, if that makes sense. You know, there's so many times that we do things in life that we don't want to do. I know that that's been the case for me, you know, where I've had jobs or I have different volunteer things where it's like, I really don't want to do this. And you have to, you have to take a stand and say, what is it that I want? You have to do that deep diving inner work and say, who am I? Is this going to support the kind of life that I want to live? And so many times we do things that does not support the life we want to live. Whether it's staying in a job that we hate, that isn't filling us up. Whether it's staying in a relationship that isn't filling us up. Whether it's neglecting our own personal care because we're so busy filling everyone else's cups that ours is empty. Whether it's not knowing what would make you happy. You know how many people there are who walk around on this earth living lives that don't make them happy, but they don't even know what would make them happy. And it's like they're too afraid to actually look at themselves and say to themselves, what would make me happy? And the reason people are afraid to do that is because they know in their hearts that in order to be happy, there would have to be a major shakeup in their life. And people don't want to do that because it's hard work. At least that's what people think. It's going to be too hard. It's going to be messy. I'm going to hurt people. And you know, that's true. It's true. If you make a major change in your life, sometimes it's messy. Sometimes people have to fall away and they get hurt. Sometimes it's challenging because you have to totally change what you were doing and you have to put effort into that. But I absolutely believe with 100% of my heart that it is worth it. It's worth it to wake up and realize what's going to make you happy 
and to actually take the steps to do that. And the thing that I really, really want to emphasize with you is you don't have to do everything all at once. I personally did. I jumped in with both feet and that's just kind of what I tend to do in my life. That's just who I am. Because I know if I do things one step at a time, I'm going to put something on the back burner and I'm not going to do it or, you know, I know what a procrastinator I can be sometimes. So I'm not going to give myself the opportunity to procrastinate. But you don't have to jump in with both feet. It can be a little step. I've had people who come to me for coaching. And we just work on, the first thing we work on is, what would make you happy? What kind of life do you want to live? Where do you see yourself? And that's a tough one because some people come to me not even knowing what that would be, not even knowing what that looks like. And you have to, you have to know what's going to make you happy. And then we work on, okay, what can I do to start being happy? What's, what can I do? And it's, okay, I want to change my career. All right, then here's what you want to do. Start doing some research about that career. Start looking into college courses. You don't have to take a full class load. You could start uh, little by little. Maybe take a class and see, did I enjoy this? Is this something I would like? You could do a job shadow with someone who already does that for a living and talk to them and ask them, what do you like about it? What do you love about it? What do you hate about it? You know, it's not a... It's not a you have to totally rip the band-aid off all the way. You don't have to. But you have to at least move your feet. You have to at least have that idea of what would make your heart light up. What would set your soul on fire? What would make you happy? Because there's too many people on this earth walking around with blinders on who aren't happy. They're just living a life that's merely like eking out an existence, you know? They're just getting by. And I know that that is not what the universe wants for us. The creator, the divine, God, source, whatever you want to call, I call it God, God wants each and every one of us to be happy. To live a life that makes us sing. That we're overjoyed to live. And does that mean that you're going to live every single day and be singing and dancing in the streets? No, it doesn't. Does it mean that bad things are never going to happen to you? No, it doesn't. But I can tell you from experience that The way I lived before is completely different from the way I live today. And because of it, so many amazing things have happened to me. It's like I'm blessed every time I turn around. Every time I turn around. And when things happen to me that I think are going to be negative, that should be negative, something ends up happening so that it works out and it it wasn't at all what it could have been. 
in a good way. And before I would have panicked, gotten upset about bad things happening, and I didn't realize I was calling more of that in because I was focusing on the bad. And you need to focus on the good. You know, I heard something interesting that I'll share with you. It's a little off topic, but I think that this really puts things into perspective. I was listening to Abraham Hicks and somebody asked, well, you know, how do I find my soulmate? And Abraham said, well, if you, if people would focus on the good things that they love about their partner and not focus on the bad, like people would not break up the way that they do. It's like you just throw things away and throw people away because you focus on the bad. You focus on the negative instead of focusing on the good, the positive. And it's true. When you think about your relationships, we immediately want to start looking for red flags. And I'm not saying that stay with somebody who's really is putting up red flags because there are people out there who are abusive and toxic and you should not stay with somebody like that, but in a normal relationship where none of that is present. You start looking for someone's flaws instead of looking for the good in that person. And it's like, when we start noticing the flaws and we start looking for them, it's like we're asking to see more of them because that's what we're focusing on. So more of those things show up for us. But when we ask to see the good and we focus on the good, it's like we're actually bringing about more good in that person. And it makes sense if you think about it because when you're around somebody and they think that you're just an amazing person. Don't you want to live up to that? Don't you want to be amazing? It's like you want to be better. But when you're around someone who just puts you down and makes you feel bad, you don't really care anymore, right? You're like, I don't, I don't care what they think of me and I don't even want to try to live up to this expectation because I'll never make that anyway. They don't think that highly of me anyway. So it makes sense what Abraham was saying. And I think that, you know, this really has a lot to do with who we are as people. Are we focusing on our good qualities, good traits, things we love about ourselves? Or are we focusing on the negative? Because when we focus on the negative, we're going to notice more of our own flaws We're going to constantly disappoint ourselves. But when we focus on the positive, the good things that we do, we want to be better. We we are calling in more of those good things about ourselves because that's what we're choosing to see. We just feel better. All around feel better. So the word self, it's really important. Because 
all of the adjectives that you use when you describe that truly, truly matter makes a difference. And if you don't even know where to start, if you don't know who you are, what would make you happy, it's time for you to start looking at that because the universe is telling you you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be happy. We want you to be happy. And we want you to want yourself to be happy. And as you're listening to this, if you're one of those people that's hearing it and says to yourself, oh my gosh, I don't know who I am. I'm just a mom. I'm just a fill in the blank with whatever here. I've lost my identity. I understand. I've been where you are. I know how to help you turn that around too. So if you want to work with me, if you want to book a coaching session with me, I can help you get back on the right track again. I even offer packages if you really want to do the deep diving work, it's going to take more than one session. Don't sit there and be miserable. Don't sit there and feel like there has to be more to life than this. Be the person who decides to turn it around. Because, you know, you're not even just healing yourself when you do that. It's like you're healing your future generations. It's really true. We break those old cycles and patterns of behavior and we turn things around. We're turning it around for our future generations. I think that's so beautiful and amazing. And what a gift. What a gift you can give. So you can contact me. Uh, If you'd like to work with me, people contact me all the time. You can text me, call me, email me, message me on Facebook or Instagram. You can follow me on social media. I post positive messages every day, so you can follow me there. The links are in the description to the podcast, so I'd love to have you follow me. You can also subscribe to my podcast. That will tell you every time there's a new episode. It helps others find me. Also, if you would mind sharing this podcast with others that you think might need it or leaving a review for me from wherever you're listening, that also helps others find me and I appreciate that so much. Thank you again to those of you who have already done that. Thank you to all of you who reach out to me. I love hearing from you. I love you being a part of my tribe. I wanted to pull a card for you to leave you with something positive before I said goodbye today. And so the card that I pulled is from the Goddess Guidance Oracle deck. And the card, hold on one second, is Bast and it's independent. Your independence is a foundation for your strength and success. And I want to read the additional meaning to you because sometimes the additional meaning has something, uh, a word, a phrase that might just really speak to you. It might be a God wink for you. It says, like the cat, you're fiercely independent, yet you also need affection and playful companions. Now is the time to balance your social interactions with solitude. While you may ask others for their opinions, ultimately you must make your own decisions. Your freedom and independence are top priorities, 
so ensure that these characteristics are nurtured. Various meanings are spend time alone, give yourself permission to play, ask for your needs to be met, make your own decision, work with cats, pay attention to your pet feline or get a new cat. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone, but hopefully that resonated with someone. As always, I want to thank you for listening and I hope that you have a wonderful day. I am sending you massive love and light and I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.